episode of 302 Birds. I am Dalton Holland. I am your host here with our other hosts, Jack Thornton, Tom Salucci, and Declan Landis. Welcome, gentlemen, to the show. We got a whole bunch of cool stuff to break down for you guys. But without further ado, I Declan, will ask my amazing co host, how are they doing? Yeah, Declan, why don't we kick it to you? I mean, we'll get into the main topic later tonight, but why don't you give us a quick sneak peek into your thoughts on the James Bradbury signings? Just betrayed. Sad, depressed, but I'm still aboard the Shane train, baby. I mean, we're going to ride this all the way. We knew something was going to happen. This is probably the worst case scenario for us, but hey, you know what? I mean, that just means KT is going to have to burn him every time, you know, we play the Eagles. So it's like, you know. Who's who's KT again? Who's uh, KT? Kadarius Tony, of course. Come on. Ah, uh, That's what I thought. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fair point. I mean, I'm lucky to be graced with all full three of my co-hosts. That can't be through to my guys. He's helping his grandfather move in. Respect to Zep for that. Uh, but without further ado, we'll jump right into our first topic. Now, obviously, with the James Radbury signing, I don't think that this is as legit. I don't think that this is going to happen. But the thought of Jesse Bates potentially coming to Philadelphia. Sorry, I don't know why I put that. Uh, but the thought of Jesse Bates potentially coming to Philadelphia could be attractive for me. I mean, we need a safety. We need a guy that can help us out in the secondary. Uh, definitely going out and pairing up James Bradbury, Avante Maddox, and Darius Slay together in the secondary with Anthony Harris helps. That should be our starting secondary. Uh, but if you can add a guy like Jesse Bates maybe for a trade or some kind of a deal and get him you know, on a two-year deal where you'll pay him next year, um, I think that that's a good move. The Eagles apparently reportedly offered, as you guys can see in this graphic, $70 million for Marcus Williams, the Saints' old safety. So honestly, if they're offering that much money, you would kind of say to yourself, why not? Why wouldn't they at least make an attempt for this guy, not try for him? So personally, I don't think that we'll get Bates being 100% honest after the Bradbury signing, but there's still a glaring, glaring hole at the safety position for me, and uh, we're going to need a lot of help. Now I'm about to run to the bathroom, Jack, and share this in Facebook groups, but I'll let you take it, then Declan take it, then Tom in that order. You know, I think uh, this would be a good signing for the Eagles to have uh, Jesse Bates on the team. But, uh, I mean, I don't know what he's going to be offering, how much he's going to want to play for us. Uh, But, I mean, definitely, like Dalton said, I see a glaring hole in the safety position. Um, I mean, my hopes is that uh, Epps does a breakout season this year and plays his ass off uh, because I think, yeah, he hasn't been showing up for us in the past couple of seasons, but uh, definitely think that uh, he may have a breakout season, hopefully. Um, but, I mean, depending on the price tag on Jesse Bates, I would definitely love this kid to come to Philly. Um, I mean, I think this is going to be the Eagles' best defensive squad they've had um, in years compared, I mean, respectively to the, to the Super Bowl season, but, um, I think that this is going to be the Eagles best, best, uh, best, uh, what's the word best defensive stronghold for us. Yeah. I mean, he's 25 years old coming off the AFC championship, you know, winning team. Uh, it's, there's going to be a lot of people going after this guy. I think very clearly played really well last season enough to get all pro mentions. 
Um, I don't think the Bradbury move completely rules the Eagles out only because the contract is one year and 10 mil. You know, it's, it's very much a veteran kind of prove it contract rather than trying to lock down, you know, one of the best corners in the league, which he is, but like, you know, giving him that level money. Um, so I think it definitely can happen, but it's going to be a lot of like, you know, the Bengals are young. That's their identity. They're a young, hungry team. They're probably going to want young, hungry guys that they can mold into their system. So I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody, but the Eagles just had a really nice draft and, you know, they've got a lot of different pieces, you know, deep in their roster that, the Bengals might potentially want to go and get after, you know, so they have pieces that they can move, but is it going to be worth it? Maybe. Cause that, that safety position is definitely a, a huge question mark. Well, I think what helps Philly in this case is you have to also look at uh, what, what are the Bengals need? Bengals need to protect their top asset, which is Joey Burrows. Err, true. So Burr, yes, but Joey Burrows, Dutch. Err, Joey Burrows. I'm glad you're done shit in the bed. Um, um, but like, who are we? Who would we trade? So yes, you would trade Dillard, probably. Yeah, hundred percent. But then, like, what else? You Minshew, maybe Minshew. All pro as of last year. It's not like he's on a decline. He's currently. On his way, like he's on his way up to a promising career. Here, so they're gonna want more than like just like a measly third round pick. You're probably gonna have to give him a second or a first, or you gotta give him something else that's like a top guy. Um, that being said, I think they could do like what if they were to somehow pull off a trade, they could then do what uh the Dolphins did with Tyreek Hill and sign them to a big deal. If like you're willing to give Tyreek. Tyreek Hill one, and then that kind of rounds out the defense, really, when you think about it. Their offense is good. Their defense is scary, though, which I like. That's what's really going to get them far. All right, they, they have a good offense. Not a great offense, a good offense. It's very much like an offense that needs to prove themselves, too. It. Oh, he's talking what? to TikTok, probably. Thank you. Um, But like I was saying, Tom, like you said, a serviceable defense. Like when we won the championship of the Super Bowl, our offense was good. I wouldn't say it was amazing that year. Uh, we definitely didn't have the best offense that year, but we 100% had the best defense that year. And defense wins championships. That's a great point, Tom. Uh-huh. And yeah, guys, I mean, the- can you recommend, Jack, can you like, come on, tell everybody how good I did all this crap. Look at that background. The Bates Motel. Jesse Bates. Oh, I honestly, honestly, I didn't. Mills. I didn't notice that until now. Fuck you, so. Jack. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. What were you saying though before that? No, don't worry about it. That's fine. I said welcome to Glen Mills, the Bates Motel, like haunted attractions in Glen Mills. Delco. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say Delco like that. But in all seriousness, guys, it's one of your favorite times of the show. It's my favorite time of the show. And if you guys haven't bought your fucking ballpark Tommy tees yet. What the fuck are you doing with your life? They're only going to be here for a limited time. But it's your time for your favorite part of the show. Billy's Talk with... Time for Billy's Talk with Ballpark Tommy. Dingers, ditch. Dingers! Be hard, 
I think it's a good alternative to keep uh, roids in the lineup. No, they're not roids. <laughs> I think they're a good alternative to keep them in the lineup. Uh, like, if the if the objective is to prevent him from having to get Tommy John surgery and playing throughout this whole season, it's a great it's a great uh, alternative. No, I think so. I mean, do you think that what are what are these plasma injections supposed to do? Make him hit fucking dingers because he's not playing no, uh, so in the outfield he, anymore, right? So he has a UCL tear or in his elbow, which is a very so. For, for someone like you, you're not used to hearing about UCL tears. I have no fucking clue what it means. So it's is, essentially is it a like, common. It's like it's like the ACL of your elbow. Okay. So what it does? So what you're what he need? He has a small tear in it. Remember last year when Joel Embiid had a small tear? He didn't need surgery in his ACL, but he could do things to like keep it sturdy. That's what Bryce Harper's trying to do with these plasma injections. He doesn't need surgery because it's only a small tear in his elbow, but he needs something to help keep it sturdy, essentially. Hey, so what these are doing is, yes, he's out for like three days because of these plasma injections, but it's helping to repair the tear so that he doesn't need surgery. He can stay in the lineup, and hopefully come September, he can start playing right field again just in time for the playoffs. But in the meantime, until September, he can at least stay in the lineup and play and at least bat DH and keep his extremely valuable bat in the lineup, like we've seen the last two days that we very much need. I love you, B Harp. I love you, yeah, no, Tom. Isn't it great? May baseball. Um, I know April baseball wasn't your big, wasn't your biggest. Uh, Here we go, baby. Oh my god! But I literally go on a child's game. Hold on. They're still below five hundred. The bullpen still fucking sucks. And there's still six, there's still five and a half games back of the Mets. Yeah, but the thing is, it still matters. It's May baseball, and we're going off. And when they lose lose and can't make the playoffs by a game, man, winning one of those like 20. Um, Tommy, games Tommy, why don't you be? You got to let him have his time. You got to let him have his time. Why don't you be optimistic about this? I mean, have you? Did you watch the games against the Dodgers that went to like two o'clock in the morning? I did. That that was literally the best baseball I've seen the Phillies play all season. I agree. We weren't, we weren't expected to win those two, three games because we've blown all season. Yeah, but the thing is, we. Uh, it's just incredible how from April to May this this season's going is on an up is on up up here uphill bound. So like, I hope you're I mean, right. I hope it's downhill bound, not uphill bound, but we're still hitting dingers. Still hitting dingers. <laughs> we just gotta get the ball rolling. Declan, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Is Bryce doing roids? No, he's not doing roids, but I had no idea this even happened until I just Googled it while Tom was talking. That's it's wild. I mean, I hope he's okay. That's terrifying. Anytime I hear anybody in Philadelphia is injured. It scares me because I'm always thinking of like Joel and, you know, his things. And then I was thinking about, you know, the countless pitchers that have been injured for the Phillies throughout the years and all that stuff. And, oh, my God, just freaked me out a little bit. So, but it seems like we're okay now. And they're up three nothing right now. So, I mean, you know, 
Reset That's got to feel pretty good. It's May, it's May baseball. That's the thing. It's May baseball. You got to love it. No, if they can <laughs> you just gotta be love consistent. It. You just if they could be if they could put together a complete game, this team would be unbelievable. But they just Declan, can't. If you don't have any plans on Friday, text us cuz we're all talking about going to the Phillies game and we should all go together. That would be fun as hell. A 302 birds Phillies game. If anybody's in the chat right now, and we'll be going on that Friday. Let us know. We'll have the whole spot there, maybe. Uh, but I do agree with what Declan said. I mean, it is May baseball, but, I mean, the Phillies have been getting that chemistry going. And, hey, it's a good thing, like Declan said. I mean, I'd rather have chemistry than not have chemistry. You know what I mean? The Phillies are doing well. They're playing well. Give them some time. These injections that Bryce has been getting, taking the roids, I don't know about it. Uh, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, in all honesty, I think that Bryce Harper knows what's good for him, and he knows what this team needs, and he'll do what this team needs. And if he's our designated hitter, our batter, whatever he is right now, hey, that's pretty solid. I do like that. So I think that this is a good move for the Phillies, and they just need to get the rest of the team to bond because Bryce Harper has been the one-man show on this team for too long now. It needs to be somebody else to step up to be – be the two besides JT Romuto because Romuto is definitely that guy. Uh, but a catcher can only do so much at his position. You know what I mean? So uh, I really, really hope that they'll get their shit together. Anybody have on anything else they want to say about this or keep moving? We can cool. keep moving now. The bullpen okay. sucks. That's it. All right. Bullpen bullpen sucks. Get back. Should we just get all the negative shit? out of the way in the beginning of the podcast. And I guess... Yeah, let's talk are. about Bradbury. <laughs> no! Yeah, hey, good try, Declan. Oh, We're going to just hit you with another pain point. Oh, I'm sorry. We're just getting it all in all ends of the podcast tonight. But Declan Landis, who's to blame for the Philadelphia 76ers exit of the playoffs? Who do you have blaming? I mean, look. Siakam. <laughs> look, it's it starts with Brian Colangelo. All right, let's let's start there. Oh God, we might be here a while. <laughs> I won't do the whole list. I won't do the whole list. Go, go Brian on, Colangelo. Go. It's Brett Brown. It's Elton Brand. It's, it's James Holt. Harden. It's Tobias Harris. It's Adam Glenn Silver. Rivers. It's Daryl Morey. It's it's everybody, top to bottom. Like nobody gets away with this except Joel, in my opinion. And even him, like even he, you know. It's not great. Everybody's to blame. I don't know what you do. You don't re-sign Harden. He didn't prove anything. Get rid of him. Go get Brad Beal, please. Go get Donovan Mitchell, please. Go get somebody like that. And for the love of God, go get some shooters for the bench. Because if this series proved anything, it's that the shooting was way too inconsistent. And when Ferky, Ferky from Turkey with the jerky, can't shoot threes in the playoffs, what are we going to do? When Niang can't hit threes in the end of the bench, what are we going to do? There's nothing. You can't do anything. They got to go get shooters, man. They got to get a legit star. If it's not going to be hardened, they got to go get two or three more guys, and then they got to get shooters. Shooters. And look, they got to fire Glenn, and I don't know who they replace him with. I hear Jay Wright isn't busy. I think Dawn Staley might not be. You know, She might come home. I'm not going to say anything. I don't know anything, but we need something, man. This team needs yeah. something. They gave and up. I, I mean, I'm not sure we need 
shooters, yeah, we do need shooters, shooters, but we also need a bench and get that bench to play the whole game because we literally were we're doing like a six or seven man um, transition that wasn't really helping out, and we can't really rely on Joel Embiid. James Harden had one good game in the playoffs and then kind of just went downhill from there. The last two games in the series just looked like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing out on the court. Like, I mean, we had all these superstars on the on the court at the same time, and we couldn't gel at all. Um, so I don't know if it's a, it's a, if that's a Glenn Rivers decision that went 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 wrong or what. But I just we need depth in the bench. Yeah, we need some shooters. Take, I mean, Steph signs uh, Steph Curry back. He's done. He has a right because we can get him back. Um, we just need to get some depth on the bench and do something with this team because we shouldn't I would have love out. that. That was a great point. If Seth Curry can come back to this team, that is a major, major asset. Because yeah, I said like Steph said, Curry. I meant Seth Curry. My bad. We knew it. It's mean. all good. I got you, Seth Curry, uh, the former Philadelphia 76er that went to the Nets. If he could come back, though, Jack, great point. That would be a huge asset because they I need shooters. Open. He's fucking Doc Rivers' son-in-law, bro. Like, they got chemistry. They got gel. So I think that that would definitely be a great, great signing. But who's to blame? If it's in my opinion, it's got to be Glenn Rivers. And I know that the Sixers won't fire him because we were talking about it tonight at the bar, and the Sixers apparently have him three years left on the contract or something like that. Three years. They'll keep him. Um, a lot of money personally, on. it's James Harden. He only had like two shots or something ridiculous like that in the second half of the second playoff game. They need a third superstar. They need another guy that can come in and kind of take the role uh, because these two can't do it alone. Maxie's not there yet. Like Declan has said in previous podcasts, Maxie's too young. Maxie's that guy, but not yet. Um, you need somebody else, especially with Embiid and Harden, where they're at in their career and their prime. You need to bring someone else that can win now. Because if you don't win now, you might as well trade both these guys because you're wasting their time and you're wasting your money. As much as that kills me to say about Joel Embiid. Tommy? I'm about to sound like Jason Kelsey. Harden can't play two halves. Thibel can't shoot. Danny Green is gassed after a minute. It... Um, what you call it? It, yeah, uh, what? Yeah, Jordan. Jordan can't play for more than two minutes. All he can do is catch a lob. He can't play defense. He can't play any other part of offense. And uh, uh what you call it? Reed's too small. Like it's the whole team. Uh, besides Embiid and Maxi, those are the only two you keep this off season in my mind. Hey. Glenn Rivers, you unfortunately have to keep because of his contract. We just got done paying Brett Brown and once the season came to an end for us. That was our last payment on Brett Brown. You can't go oh, paying two coaches at once for years and years and years. We're not the New York Mets. We can't play, pay people for 30 years, years at a time and millions of dollars. There's, so that being said, you go out – Seth Curry would be a nice bench piece. He's not a starter. You need no. a guy like a Bradley Beal. You might have to keep a Toby, which I'd be fine with. They have to keep him, but he doesn't kill you. And he and should Tom, be in the bob. 
That actually leads us into our next topic, and I'm very, very happy about what you said there. Bradley Beal, I mean, how do you feel about him? The Sixers are apparently at looking to add a third LeBron's star. <laughs> yeah, LeBron Tell us how you feel cancer. about this cat. LeBron's a cancer at this point in his career. He destroyed Cleveland as he was leaving. He's destroying the Lakers because he want, he has to have it his way or, or the highway. Hey, and he he's just not that guy anymore. He just he thinks he can take over, but he's not anymore. He's an age father time, and the great equalizer is finally catching up with him. And he probably has one more season so he can play with Bronny, and then the rest of it's just his farewell tour. He's done. He's washed. Brad Bradley Beal, I'd love that. At Washington wasted enough wasted enough of his years. Here's and he's still good. He's still got ex- that explosive drive, and he can shoot. I'd love him. him. And then you can keep Ma- – you use him as your point guard. And then Maxi, who's excelled as a shooting guard, leave him as your shooting guard. Or, and then you get someone else to be like your small forward or something like that. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of moves they could make. Hey, a lot of like B-list, C-list stars that they could get that could build a solid team around, including like a Pat Beverly. Nah, a Pat Beverly, I don't know. You need somebody to play defense. Let's give it to the Sixers expert. I mean, Pat Beverly's a really big name to toss around there, right, Declan? I mean, I don't know that I'd want to pay Pat Bev. I feel like you could get three or four good, like, three and D guys for what you would pay a guy like Pat Bev. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I want to focus on the young guys. Like, where was Bassey during the playoffs? You know, he had played Glenn really Robertson good left. minutes toward the end of the like toward the end of his run. He was injured. It was weird. He went to the G League and then got hurt. It was a whole thing. But he played really solid minutes. And granted, he's super young. But where was he, man? Where was Charlie Brown Jr.? Like, he's not an answer. But I don't know. That's what I would want to focus on in the offseason. But they need. Either Bradley Beal or Donovan Mitchell or bust for me. That's what it is. Though that's got to be the target right now. A score that'll help Embiid because we saw when James was at his best, Joel was scoring at will. James was scoring at will. They need a guy that can go shoot and make his own bucket, you know. Um, and Brad Beal is that guy, and Donovan Mitchell is that guy. So I don't mind keeping Tobe because he is a good fourth option. Um, but they need to go get a guy like Brad Beal or Donovan Mitchell or it's over, man. They, It's just they they got to quit everything if they don't get two of those guys. I'm not sure if we should add no LeBron, more though. stars. I'm not sure if we add, add, more, add more stars to the team because if we, you saw that, how poorly that went with the, the uh, Lakers this season. I, yeah. like I said, I, I no, agree but that's with, different. Uh, that's different. How? How's it different? <laughs> It's different because those were stars that are past their prime. Donovan Mitchell and Brad Beal are guys that are like going to give you three, four, five years of really solid production. Whereas Russ was already declining. Um, who was their other? Who was their center? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, Carmelo was declining, but there was somebody else. Joel I forget Howard. Who. Dwight yeah, Howard. Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was in the back end. Like they spent money on guys that were not going to be good producers for them. That's yeah, my only. I, I agree with you, Declan. I, I think we should uh, build, start building young. Um, 
like Tom said, some B B list, C list stars that are kind of on their up up and up. Um, add them to the team. Um, it just it just we can get all these stars. We saw James Harden and and how well that worked out for us. Um, so I just I don't know. They need to do something. Yeah, they need Lillard. Nah, I would like Dame, but I'm he's over it. Why? Why are you over Dame? I just I don't believe in him anymore, man. <sighs> He's too old. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We, we'll see what we happens. Need somebody who has that X factor. No, I agree. Jack Dorden. Sign me up. We need Brad Beal. We need Donovan Mitchell. We need we need Dutch out there. Dutch. We need Dutch shooting the ball going. Woo! If LeBron comes to Philly. No. I'm not happening. I wrote my seventh grade research paper on LeBron James. At the school that three out of the four of us went to. Bradley Beal would be amazing, though. Bradley Beal is the ideal move because of the age, because of price, because of everything. But, I mean, there is talks about the Lakers trading LeBron. And I honestly have thought about it late at night, long at night. If LeBron James comes to Philadelphia, guys, with Embiid and Harden still here for some reason, they're winning a championship, no doubt. Um, But... LeBron James is he, he's not his explosive player he used to be. He's so I 100% hear that, but the thing is Harden isn't either, but Embiid is in this prime. So I think my point is that if you can get LeBron and you can get somehow um Harden or you trade Harden, if you have LeBron, Maxi and Embiid, I don't see you not being able to go to the championship in the East. I mean, your biggest competition right now is Jimmy Butler Giannis, and the fucking Celtics? I mean, really, are we really scared in the Nets with Simmons coming back? Because I'm personally not. Is anybody else here scared? Say I. One, two, three. Yeah, nobody's fucking scared. That's what I thought. She's not going to play another another minute in the NBA, for sure. You really think so? Really? I think I think he's going to go – he should be sent to the G League and – all maybe right. do something there because I mean, even Tom's not that harsh. Look at Tom. He's, All right. he's just a cancer to the teams he's been on. He says he's gonna play. Oh, wait, I he's can't not play. actually gonna play. I think he'll never play a minute in the NBA, but that's only because uh, he, he's soft, like okay. he's not playing another minute of professional basketball. I think, I think he's just in it to take his money and run. Yeah, hate that man. I'll kick it. To the difference maker in this podcast, the Giants fan. Declan, as an outsider, I mean, the Eagles have a pretty fucking easy schedule. I think it goes Dallas 32, Eagles 31, Commanders 29, and Giants 28. Something like that. But it's all four of us. All four of us are the worst, and the Eagles and the Cowboys are first. The Eagles have a walk into the playoffs, right? You would think. I mean, if they could take care of business. It's really going to be if Jalen Hurts can do can be Facts. like a Facts. little better than he was last year, right? Like Facts. if he can just take that that slight step where maybe he can throw one d- deep ball a game, you know, to a Quez Watkins or somebody like that. Like if he can take even the smallest step as a quarterback and everything else was the same and the defense improves like it should, it feels like they're guaranteed a playoff spot. Um, but once again, the Giants have the hardest schedule in the NFC East. We're getting screwed again. I just want to mention that. Um, but no, they it feels like it feels like they should be guaranteed a playoff win too. Like, but we'll see. 
you know, they got to take care of business. And uh, as we can see with our Philadelphia sports teams, you know, not really guaranteed, not set in stone in the slightest. So, uh, but I think it'll be interesting and not to like throw this off, uh, you know, off track. So I'll save it. You know what? I'll save it for after, but we can, uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, something else, but anyway, somebody else take it. I'm getting off track. No, I'm interested to hear it. Go ahead. Take it away. You got all the time in the world. Go ahead. I was just thinking about it. You know, I listened to a lot of WIP today, which just depressed me further after the Bradbury stuff. But um, I was thinking a lot about like Gannon, you know, and we were we were talking about, you know, how terrible Gannon was last year and how he never changed anything and like really struggled to adapt. What's he going to be like this year, man? Like, is he going to be able to get out of the way of the firepower on this defense? Or like, is he going to be able to use it right? You know what I mean? Because like, yeah, no. No, Go that's ahead. a good yeah. point. That's a good point because, yeah, we have all the weapons on defense. And like he said in press conferences before, there's no scheme at all. I think if we had – what's his face? Um, our old defense coordinator. I think it would be a different story. Schwartz? But with Gannon – Yeah, sure. Jimmy Schwartz. I, with, with Gannon being his second year. And I was really surprised last year that he was getting looked at for head coach positions for other teams in the league. That blew my mind. But, yeah, it's going to be – I don't know because we have so many, like, powerhouses on defense that, like, kind of like it their way or the highway. And I feel like Gann is going to be that kind of roadblock that they're not going to like. So we'll see how the first week goes with the defense or the first game we play against a will, uh, willing, willing comp- uh, opponent that has a good offense and see what happens and how – Again, and maybe on the offseason, he decided to come up with a scheme and stop coaching high school football. But, yeah, no, that's going to be – that's an interesting point there, Declan, uh, if whether or not he's going to be a roadblock for this powerhouse of the defense we have. So we'll see. But other than that, I mean, like Declan said, this should be a walk in the park. Um, it's, it's, it's The starting point is Jalen Hurts. We have all the weapons at our receiving core. Um, we have a healthy – Miles Sanders, but Jalen Hurts needs to play well this season because if he doesn't, we have all these all these tools that he can u- utilize to his benefit. If he doesn't, then he's done. This is his last season. If he if he can't play what we want, how he wants, how we want him to play, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, that's. I'm not I- sold on an easy walk in the park to the playoffs quite and yet. Jack, while you're on here, do you want to go ahead and? Uh- Ask the question of the night. Time for everybody's favorite part of the show, 302 Trivia, with your host, Jack Dorton, the mayor of Delaware. Hey, everyone. First off, I want to say the answer to last week's uh, trivia question, I think, was uh, Reggie, Reggie White. White. Reggie Thank White. Thank you. Um, this, this week's question is, which Eagle has the most passing yards of all time in, in Eagles franchise history? Which Eagle has the most passing yards in franchise history? And I will promise, I promise, the answer will be given before the show ends tonight. Swear to God. You say that every week. Let us know in the comments who you guys think. But thank you for taking that, Jack. I'll go ahead and run with this next. But like Jack said, Jalen Hurts has all the fucking tools in front of him. There's no excuse at this point. No excuse at all. I mean, look at some of these opponents. The Lions the Bears, the Texans, the Jaguars, 
the Giants and Commandos fucking twice. Come on. Come the fuck on. The Eagles should easily be a 10-11 win team at minimum. Um, I think that they have a real shot to get 13 wins, and I'm not lying when I say that. I have the same gut feeling that I did uh, our senior year of high school, and you guys know what happened our freshman year of college. Tom and Jack, the Eagles won the fucking Super Bowl. So, um, it Under feels- a great Jim Schwartz defense. Yes, true. Gannon's a fucking idiot. I do agree with that. Uh, but our opponents next year should no doubt propel us into the playoffs. And then in the playoffs, when you get there, it all really depends. How much momentum can you get? That's what's really up to the Eagles. How much momentum can you get as a team, uh, as a franchise, everything. So I'm really, really excited to see where this team goes in the playoffs because this is a Mickey Mouse fucking clubhouse schedule. There's no excuses here not to go, I at least think as an 11-win team to the NFC Championship. I think the Colts in Washington are going to be kind of tough games this year, Dutch. Yeah, you're underestimating that. Like, the Cowboys are going to be tough, but, like, they're winnable games. As long as we don't get our own heads, the Giants are going to be a cakewalk. Like, Washington... Sorry, Declan. Um, (laughs) Kicking the man while he's down. Um, Dang. Uh... The Jaguars, that's Dougie's revenge game. Like, I wouldn't True. be surprised if he crafted like a master plan specifically for the Eagles and he went one and sixteen all season. Is that game in Philly or is that in Jacksonville? I think it's in Philly. Mm, but still. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be tough. Um, Chicago, I don't know what they'll be like. It's it seemed like last year it was like week to week, whether or not they went to show up or not. So that could always be a mystery. Um the Texans signed like a lot of like old guys that were like good, but they're kind of old now. So I don't know how they'll turn out. The Lions have a lot of raw young talent. So I don't know, like as much as like we love to make fun of them and they couldn't just finish a game last year, they might be able to finish this year and they could be scary. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised with the Lions. So I don't think it's as much of a cakewalk as you're saying. Yeah, if we're basing it off of last year's records alone, yes. But if I think about what happened this offseason, I wouldn't say that as much. What do you think about the Declan question that he asked? What about you think Jim Jim Gannon? Do you think uh, John Gannon getting in the way? Yes, 100%. He's the Joe Girardi of the Eagles. Like, the team could be a lot better without him, without any coaching. True. They're gonna I go, guess the is Declan the only them. person left that has to take this? Declan kind of went. No, I was first. Oh, cool. So everybody went? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Yeah. We can move on. All right, gents. Moving on to our next topic of the night. Uh, we're going to be talking about, well, what we've wanted to talk about last week. And uh, let's just say, Tom, did I call it twice, Tom? Damn. Damn. Did I call yes, it twice? You did. I think you did. I kind of called it twice. Not really, though, but I did hope, hope, predict that James Bradbury would come to Philadelphia. That's so good. That's not even the color green. That's a midnight green. God damn, are you colorblind? Oh, my God. First he's saying Steph Curry. Now he's calling this midnight green. Jack, (laughs) your head out of your ass. We will save the best for last. We will go in this direct order. Tom, Jack, me, Declan. Damn. 
James Bradbury comes to Philadelphia, one-year, $10 million deal. How are you feeling? I feel great. It solved a major hole we had. We didn't know who was going to replace Steven Nelson. This guy, not only does he replace him, it's an improvement. <coughs> so, I'm happy. Now we just need a safety. And that defense is looking scary. You have a defensive line. You have linebackers for once. Um, you have two outstanding corners. You'll have Maddox, who's an outstanding, uh, like, Pro Bowl status at just specifically slot, and, and then or the nickel, and and then you just need some safeties, and you're great. Who do you think could be that safety? Because I guess we already talked about Jesse Bates, right? Yeah. Who do you, right who now? Else? I guess it's Kavon Wallace. I guess it's Kavon Wallace and Anthony Harris. Are you confident in that duo at all? I'm. Harris was a good stop plug last year, so he's not gonna he's not gonna kill you, Harris, which is fine by me. True. Um, but he's not gonna make like an outstanding play. Kavon Wallace, I like him. I just think they didn't play him a lot last year, and when he did play, it was in garbage time, and he, he was, was a long time somebody who was <clears throat> confident next to him. So whenever he played. And he essentially had to play all of the secondary. So it'd be interesting to see him with somebody like Anthony Harris playing alongside him. I said it last week. Huh, I want this guy to come to Philly so I can rub it in Declan's face. And sure, sure as hell, Whatever. oh, my God. This man is wearing one of the scariest cornerbacks, jersey number, who played for the Lions. Kobe! So we got Slay and we got – Bradbury, this defense is going to be fucking filthy. I mean, we, well, that's the hope. I mean, depending on what John Gann does, but this was a good sign. I mean, Howie Roseman, you snake. Good decision. One of the best drafts you've had, one of the greatest offseasons you have. I think the Eagles deserve the trophy for best offseason decisions they made. Um, this this, this, this is going to – you know, set set us apart, and I mean, we we shouldn't be afraid now. I was a little nervous this after this last season about our defense, but our defense is, you know, definitely coming in its prime. I said earlier the show, this is our best defense we've had um, since our Super Bowl season, and I'm super excited. I mean, that was yes with Jim Schwartz, but John Gannon, don't fuck this up. You have just like Jalen Hurts, you have all the weapons you need. Don't fuck this up. Because if the, if the defense sucks this year, we know it's you. So don't fuck it up. Yeah, it's on Gannon, bro. If they suck this year, it's 100% on Gannon. Slay, Bradbury, Harris. I think Harris is an underrated safety personally. Reddick, Cox, Graham, Hargrave, Davis, N'Kobe Dean, fucking, um, what's his name? Kaiser White, TJ Edwards. There's so many pieces, so many levels to this defense. You have so many players that you feel are elite players, are young superstars, that this team shouldn't excel. So if this team doesn't excel, it's 100% on Jonathan Gannon. But as far as Bradbury goes, I love this signing. One year, $10 million deal, four interceptions in 2021, and a 2020 pro baller. The main reason I do love it is because Slay and Bradbury, I think, are going to be a great combo. But Jalen Hurts is going to have to practice against both of these guys and practice every day. OTAs, 
training camp, all of it. He's going to be battling with both these guys and Maddox in the slot where Maddox is the most dirty. So Jalen Hurts having to battle that all year, all season, I think is only going to turn him into a beast. And by the time that the offseason comes, this guy's going to be a trained or a caged animal. This guy's going to be coming out insane. And all these players that he's going to be playing teams with one good corner, the Eagles are going to demolish. So if you want to play the Eagles next year and you want to actually have a shot at winning, you better have a really, really good corner. Uh, that's all I'm saying, especially with this duo. The Eagles maybe don't have the best cornerback duo in the NFL, but they 100% have the best cornerback trio in the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, Declan, take it away. <laughs> I mean, it's just endless disappointment, you know? It's uh... – I mean, I said it last week, you know, I just, I hate Dave Gettleman, man. Never forgive him. I'll never forgive him. Uh, just, just frustrating. Uh, there's not much to say. I saw that he had like a list of 11 teams and he wanted to go to a winner and he picked the Eagles, which I don't know what other teams were on that list, but you know, had to have at least been somebody. I just, it's sad. Stinks. Got to play him two, two, two times. In a season. Yeah, but McLaurin burnt him, like, to a crisp in every game that they played. Like, he can't hang with a fast guy if he has to cover him. So, I'm not super afraid. You Looks know what like I mean? Him. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what that's what's killer is pairing him with a guy like Slay. Like, this, Bradbury will start on probably 75%. Like, he'll be cornerback one on 75% of the teams in the NFL easily. It's just the fact that he had to go in the division. And I get it. Business has been business. I'll never get in the way of that stuff. But <sighs> hate it. Just hate it. It's just in my it. soul. Nah, it's rough. I hear that. It's, it's really rough. And I get it from your perspective, Declan. It's tough to see a guy in your division go to a rival team. The immediate thought for me as an Eagles fan is Terrell Owens when he went to the Cowboys. Or the uh, other worst trader, McNabb, who went right to the – Hey, man, I fucking hate you, McNabb. Fuck you. Why don't you take this first, Tom? Admit it to yourself. He's the best general manager in the business, at least when it comes to free agents and trades. He's the best at handling the cap. I can't pull myself <laughs> to admit he's the best at draft. Hassan Bradbury and A.J. Brown, come on, in one season. That's, I know, it's amazing, but he's still a snake in my eyes. <laughs> he's still a snake. But at the same time, fine, he can pull it out of me. Could yeah, you imagine yeah. if he didn't fuck up Justin Jefferson and we had him on the that's what sale? That's what haunts me. We could be talking about an elite team for years if he just went with the damn obvious pick. And DK, too. Don't remind me. Instead, <laughs> we have that guy trying to play tight end now Well, as he's wearing his little ballerina tutu oh, and his little, look at it, look at me with my little umbrella on the sideline while I cry. <laughs> oh, mommy, they're not treating me yet. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he's not the best GM in the best, but he, uh, 
He's pretty damn good. He's pretty damn He's good. Pretty damn good. He was probably the best this offseason. I'll okay. admit that. That's fair. Is that fair? I, I That's will fair. Say. Jack, why don't you uh, also... It's time for the answer of the night, guys. This is our last time for everybody's favorite part of the show. 302 Trivia with your host, Jack Dalton, the mayor of Delaware. So, the question again was, which Eagle had the most passing yards in the Eagles franchise history? Um, Again, which Eagles, which Eagle player had the most passing yards in franchise history? The answer is, and I saw it pop up in the um, comments Yes, you're right. Donovan McNabb. Um, one of the one of Tom's favorite quarterbacks the Eagles have ever had. Worst quarterback <laughs> the Eagles ever had. I mean, I guess I guess that I guess that drinking still uh kinda helped him out with uh he still holds the title um now with most passing yards. Um, and he also and- went direct for Miss Pukes on, on the field during a Super Bowl. <laughs> True. Um <laughs> and jo- Ron Jaworski's right behind him at I think he was at the total was 32,873 yards, and then Jaworski was around 28,000 and like 300 or something like that. Um, so, Don McNabb, you're the man. Tom, thank Don McNabb right now for what he's done for the Eagles. <laughs> if Donovan McNabb can keep his hands off the Jack Daniels for two days, I'll, I'll thank him. Sounds good. I love you, Donovan. Not really, though. <laughs> but for for this topic, um, I think yeah, he's the best GM this season. A lot of smart draft picks, like I said earlier, best draft uh, he had exactly in this season, season. The, in in seasons in the past, and he's just a, a magician with these off season decisions he made. Um, I don't know if it was when he got that bonus, he kind of be changed who he was and started to make good decisions. But with <laughs> A.J. Brown, with Nicobe Dean, with Bradbury, I mean, he did a very good job this season, this offseason. So thank you for this one season. Continue, continue doing this in the offseasons to come. Yeah, he fucking clutched it. This all season, knocked it the fuck out of the park. Um, Declan, what were your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, he had a heck of a season. I'm uh, not even gonna lie. Out of nowhere, too. I don't think anybody really yeah, expected this. this at all. I still think Brandon Bean from the Bills is probably the best GM in the league. But I mean, how he really made his case. Now the the question is, can he continue that into the next few years? We'll see. And how do these moves pay off? Like. If AJ Brown comes out and is a complete dud, like then we're probably not super you're not probably super thrilled about what he did. You know what I mean? Like right now, as of right now, the Eagles had the best offseason. But let's see in like November how it played out. That's fair. One hundred percent fair of you to say. Let's see how in November how it how it plays out. Uh, because honestly, at the end of the day, for me. I think Howie clutched it this offseason, but Howie's phenomenal with free agents, with cap, with all of that. But when it comes to the draft, that's where it scares me. I don't know if I would have taken Jordan Davis at that first pick. Jack and I agree. We probably would have taken Kyle Hamilton, the stud Notre Dame safety. Uh, but at the end of the day, you do snag the Kobe Dean in the third round where you look like a genius. So 
And some people, I probably would have taken Nicobe Dean in the first round at 18 if it was my draft. I would have taken, you know, Jordan Davis maybe, or Kyle Hamilton at 13 and Jordan Davis at 18 if Jordan Davis wasn't there because the Ravens probably would have taken him. I probably would have taken Nicobe Dean. So at the end of the day, I got to give Howie Roseman a lot of credit. Signing A.J. Brown, James Bradbury, and fucking Hassan Reddick in one offseason is pretty insane. You completely revamp that defense. You give Jalen Hurts a lot of help on the offense. But I think my favorite part of this whole entire trade, personally, is what James Bradbury does for Jalen Hurts. And some people are saying, Dalton, you're crazy. James Bradbury plays on the defense. If Jalen Hurts has to play against James Bradbury and fucking Darius Slay and Avante Maddox in the slot where he excels, all practice, all offseason, he's going to come into the new year like a caged animal, as I've been saying. So I really, really like this this move for the Eagles. All around, I think Howie Roseman improves his teams, both sides of the ball, and uh, does a lot for the Eagles as a younger team to develop. So I'm all for it. Uh, and last but not least, gentlemen, I do have one topic. It's not the topic you actually uh, recommended, Jack. I'm going to have to recycle it from up Wow, you're date. an asshole. You're a fucking asshole. We'll do it next week. We'll do it next week. I didn't have time to make the graphic. But it is actually a breakfast food I uh, topic. Ooh. And I guess I'll let the person that I eat breakfast with the most take this first. Jack. One's got to go. Waffles, pancakes, donuts, or cereal. What is yours? Why? And go. Hmm. Oh, come on. This is easy. That's a good one. Don't even think about it. I think I'm going to say the answer. You're not going to agree with this, Declan. But I'm going to go with uh, donuts needs to go. Okay. Yeah, Um, you're right. You're right. You can leave. Yeah, that's disgusting. (laughs) I say that because. Do you just hate joy? Do you hate, like, you know, enjoying, like, delicious things? Like, what is your reasoning, please? Well, because, I mean,. You have. I have soul. a lot of. I have a lot of. Uh, I've you what, been fun. to a lot of. I've been to a lot of hotels in my life, and I love a nice hotel waffle. Um, and you can do a lot, lot with the waffle and pancakes. I mean, I made pancakes. I made pancakes uh, in the summertime because we went to Nashville, um, and I made it with banana cream in the batter, um, moonshine, and that shit was flames. Donuts to me is just boring. And there's so many cereals that you can choose from. Um, my favorite cereal is Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That shit is, is gas. But donuts, I mean, I don't go – I used to, I, this would be a different back, you know, eight years ago. But I don't go to Dunkin' Donuts anymore to get a donut. I go there to get coffee. Um, Who gets donuts and, from Dunkin' Donuts? Everybody gets donuts from a local baker, and they're all fired. No, the well, who's going anywhere to get cereal? Me, bro. Me. Where? Where are you going to get cereal? Where am I going? Food line, bitch. <laughs> okay, so you're you're waking up. You're waking up on a Sunday morning. You're like, man, you know, this is really nice. It's I could have had respect for him. I'm gonna go to Food Lion and pick up a box of cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> God no. I can't honestly, honestly, if he at least honestly, said the I'll go to Newark Deli and Bagel on Main Street on Sunday morning and get a nice bagel sandwich. I just, yeah, but you're not getting cereal. You're not going anywhere to get cereal. Uh, you're getting waffles. You're getting pancakes. You're getting donuts. Get cereal out of here. Mm-hmm. Oatmeal. Look, oatmeal does everything that cereal can do. And like, it's much easier to clean up. It's much easier to maintain. 
it's you know you get, the, you get the one cap. portion what do you mean what do you mean because all the old like oatmeal is on the bottom of the bowl gets a little grimy and gross look man it's a couple extra minutes at the sink like it's not that hard all right just yeah, clean your dishes. Cereal. you can just dump out the excess milk or drink the milk yeah, but it's not better than donuts, though. Like, yes, cereal is bro. replaceable. You can't hand me a bowl, a bowl of oatmeal and throw a donut away and expect me. And granted, look, I'm fat. I'll admit it. But I just enjoy food. I enjoy life, Jack. Okay? I'm never going to pick a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, as great as it is, over a nice donut. Are you kidding me? Hey. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. You said a lot of like dumb things on this show. That <laughs> might be the dumbest. <laughs> oh my god. god! You went for the jugular. <laughs> Good job, Declan. <laughs> you know one has to stay, the pancakes, and you know why. Pancakes. <laughs> that's why. all I can say, baby. Um, waffles. As Declan said, you can do a lot with waffles. Oh, you put ice cream on it. Hey, I'm a fat man myself. You can have you can have ice cream for breakfast. You can put ice cream on it. Lots of lots of uh, whipped cream. You can put toppings. You can do you can make the waffle into like a essentially a giant Oreo. There's a lot of things you can do here. Here, Jack, have you ever heard of this magical magical place called Duck Donuts? Oh, you're just saying that because your your great uncle started that. Federal Donuts. Um, first of all, not my uncle, but. I'm related. If you, if you come to Newark and look at Main Street, that duck donut is no longer there because it sucks that much. Show me the, the cereal nice place. Show oh. me the cereal bar. Yeah, show, show me, me the, the place where bar. you can go get some cereal, hey. Jag. Donuts are A1. I'm going to Brown's Donuts in Ocean City. I'm going to Drippin' Scoop. Oh. I'm going to uh, uh, Dots on 32nd Street. I'm oh. going to Federal Donuts. I'm going in uh, to different places in Avalon. I'm going... I'm going to all my sweet spots in uh, Seattle. Uh-huh. I'm going to uh, Just oh. Made in Aston. Uh, like, I'm not going anywhere to pick up uh, Fruit Loops. <laughs> Although you are a little fruity, Jack. Um, I'm going to Dutchies. I'm going to Dutchies. I'm going to So some uh, what what wheat things frosted or flakes. Yeah, frosted flakes. It's uh. Um, my raisin brand. They're oh great. God. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not the raisin brand. No, raisin brand. No, not fucking 90. What do I? So I don't give a fuck. That's the Dalton version of the song. Anyway, the right answer on this show is that donuts have got to go. Who the no, fuck? Why, baby? What the fuck? Yeah, baby. Get the fuck out of here. I love waffles and pancakes are no doubt. So I think we can all agree on the show, right? Unbiased opinion. We can all agree that the last two picks are between cereal and donut. At least for yes. me and Jack, I know. Tom, do you agree? Sure, yeah. Declan, you in? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so we all agree on that. It's the bottom two. But between the last two for me, between cereal and donuts, the thing is, what do I eat more? What do I like more? Donuts at Sally's at our high school. Shout out to Silesianum. Oh, they had Donate if you can, giving day. 
No, the donuts I thought they were good. I thought they were good. But honestly, a donut is so like it's too sugary for me. And I put Fruit Loops on there because that's a stereotypical cereal, whatever. But Cheerios, Honey Nut Cheerios, fucking even Fruit Loops, but Reese's Puffs. There's so many cereals that you can put milk in that are good for you or bad for you. And they're amazing. And that's the great thing about cereal is you have so much variety. I know with donuts, you have different flavors, but I feel like you have more variety with cereals. A a sugary donut can only taste so much different. Whereas a peanut butter cereal versus a fruity cereal has a very, very big difference. And also, you can eat the cereal just dry with no milk. I remember when I was a kid, like five years old, mom packed me a little bag of Honey Nut Cheerios, and I would have that like a midday meal in kindergarten. Declan, who are these heathens? All right, let me put it to you this way. Let me put it to you this way, right? What is the purpose of breakfast? To start your day off right. To put you in a good mood. To make you have that first step towards your day. To go and attack that with with every (laughs) ounce of fiber of your being. No, Granted, I'm right, cereal. Wall right now. Cereal. You know what you're getting with cereal. Don't get me wrong. It's consistent. All right. It doesn't change very much. Cereal. But it's so boring. It's there's no spice to that. Give me a donut, baby. Give me that. Give me that sugary goodness. Give me that frosting on it. Give me the sprinkles, man. Give me anything. All right. That's gonna put me in a good mood. That's gonna put me in the perfect headspace to go out and attack my day like only I can. That's what I need in the morning. I don't need a f- to stare into a freaking toucan's eyes as I'm eating these little circles in a bowl. That's boring, bro. Don't give me that. Give me a donut any day of the week. Get rid of the cereal. There's no point. You guys are wrong. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Hey, Declan, the people in the chat do seem to agree with you. A lot of people are saying that donuts are the amazing most thing. Uh, right here, Joe Ennis is saying he's 53 years old and he still loves donuts. So I, I do agree with that. How could you not? Plus, I think Jack gave donuts a bad rap. He compared them to Dunkin' Donuts donuts. Dunkin' Donuts donuts have always sucked. You have to go literally anywhere else for good donuts. Little Entenmann's prepackaged ones are better. Than little Entenmann's, that's little Entenmann's. So, one last thing that we can end, end it. Declan, when you go to the, the dining hall at school, what do you get for breakfast? I don't go for breakfast, but if I do, I'm getting a waffle, I'm getting a donut, I'm getting a banana. That's my answer. He backs up his answer. Real quick, guys. I'm consistent. I do want to show you guys real quick. We have gotten our merchant. It is beautiful. The ballpark tees are shipping out this week. We got the classic 302 Birds die cut logo right here. And then on the back, we got a classic. God bless. Go Birds. Uh, Obviously, you guys should pick up some of this merch. We got the hoodies. That came out really, really cool. Definitely, definitely check out the online store if you guys haven't. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Stuff is super comfortable, super soft. That's what I really wanted. It's affordable. It's not cheap. It's affordable. And you guys will love it. So definitely, definitely check out our online store. And, uh, I mean, Zep's not here tonight, so I can't have Jack uh, do the usual because Zep's, like, helping his grandfather or something. I don't know. Jack said he was skipping out on the podcast or something, but 
if he was here, his dumbass would probably call it an outro, right? Or an intro, right, Jack? Yeah. So, uh, Josh, I know you're not here. I'm sure you'll listen to this uh, once once tomorrow. But uh, it's an outro, not an intro. And also, Declan, cereal's greater than donuts. Hit that outro, Dalton. I agree, mother chicken! I love Waffle Statue. Dirty Fruit Loop. Cereals and more elite. They special. call them PNPs for post nut pancake stacks. Cereals and more elite than cereal. <laughs> Fuck.